Welcome to the Convention of States Legacy Podcast, a weekly program that looks back at historic content from our archives. We hope you are educated and inspired by today's edition. Today, you will get to hear audio from a simulated Article 5 convention with 49 state delegations consisting mostly of sitting or previous state legislators. Hosted by Convention of States Foundation in August of 2023, the event was held in Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia. In Part 8 of the final plenary session, commissioners debate and vote on Proposal 2 as offered by the Committee on Federal Legislative and Executive Jurisdiction. Now, the Vice President informs me that we have a little bit of a controversy going on. We have different ways that we do in the different states. In our state, and I believe in this state too, it's very common for the presiding officer to say, without objection, so order. You really have to raise your hand way out object. So, some people don't like that, you don't do it that way. So, what we'll do for the rest of the day, the day's not much longer, but we will actually have a voice vote on every motion so they're not moving too quickly for you. So, um, we are going to now go to our next proposal. We will end that one, just so you'll know, at 2.45 and a vote by 2.50. So I'd like to recognize Representative Ken Ivory for the Counterman Amendment. Thank you, Mr. President. Now that we're all warmed up and humming like a fine-tuned Swiss watch, Ferrari, Mercedes, pick your vehicle of choice, I will turn the time over to Commissioner John Malcolm from North Carolina for the uh, counterman amendment proposal. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, three uh, minutes, please, sir. I'll, I'll, I'll summarize as quickly as I can. This is a state abrogation uh, amendment that would apply to any action by Congress, the president, or an administrative agency in any form whatsoever, as an executive order, a proposal, a decision, a decree, a statute, uh, the only exception to that contained in Section 1 is the provision with respect to any presidential action that deals with pardons or grants of clemency. That's what that provision is in terms of Article 2 that the state shouldn't be able to touch. The second section, uh, we had some discussion about this. Oh, there was discussion in Section 1 about whether it should apply to judges in court decisions. We've already had that debate uh, earlier this morning. You can have it again if you want to. Section 2, uh, we debated about the number of states we settled on a simple majority could declare uh, a provision abrogated. The rest of that provision uh, is to make sure that governors or state executives and state courts are not involved in that decision. If the legislature, whether it's unicameral or bicameral, votes to abrogate a provision, that is not subject to a gubernatorial veto, and it's not subject to any monkeying around by a state Supreme Court interpreting either existing state law or a state constitution. Section 3 says that any government official who attempts to enforce an abrogated uh, provision, uh, that that of, is violative of law, and that any state of court of competent jurisdiction, federal or state, uh, could enjoin that action and impose costs on the uh, entity or official that attempts to enforce that abrogated provision. And it also says that there is no qualified or sovereign immunity defense available. So somebody, an official who attempts to enforce an abrogated provision would be on the hook. Uh, and the last provision uh, says that no provision that has been abrogated can be reenacted either in its original form or in a substantially similar form 
for a period of 10 years. And with that, I yield the floor to anybody who has any comments or questions. So we have no pending amendments. If you would like to speak on the proposal, please be recognized. Yes, sir. Is that, uh, what state is that? That's Steve Bradbury of Virginia. My From the colleague. state of Virginia, the <laughs> Commonwealth of Virginia. And we want to thank you for the opportunity to be in Virginia. How lovely it is. You're welcome, Mr. President. Steve Bradbury from Virginia, and uh, I have a question for the distinguished gentleman from North Carolina. Clarification, I gather this would apply to presidential appointments as well, which are, do not fall under Clause 1, they fall under Clause 2. Would you speak more right into the mic, please? My question is whether the state abrogation would cover presidential appointments. I think the current language would mean it would cover presidential appointments. That is an excellent question, something we did not consider. I believe the gentleman is correct. Uh, so that if somebody wanted to accept out uh, uh, you know, presidential appointments, we can, we can certainly discuss that. That was not a matter that we considered, so I appreciate the, the question. All right, we have now South Carolina. Thank yes, you, Mr. Sir. President. Yes, sir. Bill Taylor, Representative South Carolina. Brevity is in order. Mine's real simple. Back in the day, I think it was 1913, you lost your voice as the states. This goes a long way to get your voice back if it were enacted. So I very much support this because we need, as states, our voice. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And now the vice president would like the floor. Thank you, members, and I've enjoyed working, serving with you here today, but I did at least want to speak on this one. Uh, the emperor has no clothes, and we're in dire jeopardy, and many of you have articulated while I've been here the concern you have for the country. While we've been here the last 48 hours, there's one of the strongest firestorms happening in American politics and government that we've ever experienced, and we need help. And it really is time that we exercise our rights. To speak on this bill, on the counterman, we have to have a way to stop the craziness that's going on in Washington, D.C. I'm so tired of my federal delegation, not mine particularly, let's just say them all, because some of ours do a very great job. But it gets old saying that they're going to go up there and hold back the overreach of federal government only to see the debt ceiling raised over and over and over and over again. What you're doing today is important. It does have an effect. And I believe that this is one tool of many that we're talking about that could restore power to the states where it really ought to be because it's obvious that Washington, D.C. is not caring for the rest of us. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And yes, sir. Well, uh, uh, so Mr. Bradbury, the delegate from Virginia, uh, raised the issue of presidential appointments. So this is actually his amendment and not mine, uh, but I would propose it. Uh, at the end of section one, after the clause one, to put comma and to presidential appointments. Is there a second? Yes. So we have an amendment to exempt out presidential appointments from this ability to abrogate. Um, so our next person for the floor, do you wish to speak on this amendment from Pennsylvania? No, I'll wait. Okay. Mr. President, can I just get clarification? 
Yes, uh, if you would explain it again for the secretary. Yeah, so, so there are two, there would now be two presidential actions that would be exempted out from the state's ability to abrogate. One would be pardons and clemency grants, and the other is that states could not throw out presidential appointees. That would be up to Congress to do that. Can I, can I get the exact language? You were yes. Uh, after Clause 1, instead of a period, put a comma, and then add, and to presidential appointments. All right. Uh, we have the amendment offered. There's a second. Uh, is there any discussion on the amendment? Is there any objection to the amendment? Here. There is an objection, yes. Representative Carlson, Montana, I would suggest that we do not do this amendment. Every time you add an exception, it's just chipping away at the power the states are supposed to have. This is the republic of sovereign states. And if we're going to take our power back, we take our power back. And we don't make exceptions. I would resist this amendment. All right, so there is an amendment uh, to exempt presidential appointments, and there is an objection. Any further discussion? We will vote uh, by voice vote. All those in favor of the proposed amendment will vote aye, and those opposed will vote nay. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Those opposed, say nay and the amendment is adopted. There are no further amendments. Any further discussion on the proposal? Right here. Yes, sir. We have someone else? Texas would be next. Thank you, Mr. President. I will be very brief. The uh, Senator Chris Dush from uh, Pennsylvania, we all know that the U.S. Uh, Congress only has enumerated powers, and yet, uh, they go beyond the Tenth Amendment. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. The mechanism we are voting for here today will make sure that we have that power and we can exercise it effectively to counter exactly what the, state, uh, the federal government's doing in overreaching. Thank you, Mr. President. So thank you, sir. And now we have Texas recognized. Who would be uh, speaking for Texas? Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. President. Brian Hughes from Texas. I thank the committee and all the work on this. A purely technical correction, Section 2. The first sentence, such abrogation shall be effective when a simple majority of the legislatures of the states. It says declaring, I believe that should say declare the same provisional provisions of federal law to be abrogated. That's my amendment. All right. There's an amendment there to change the word. It's really technical, declaring to... Declared. That's, yes, sir. That's a friendly grammatical correction, yes, yes, which yes. I would accept from the senator from Texas. So, any discussion on that amendment? <laughs> Hearing none, uh, we'll go by voice vote. All in favor of the amendment will say aye. Those opposed will say no. Aye. All in favor say aye. Aye. And those opposed say no. It, the amendment is adopted. So, would you like to close on the uh, proposal? Yeah, oh, our have discussion has been mercifully brief. I take that Oklahoma. as a Oklahoma. I'm sorry, Oklahoma. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, members, for this, and I'll be brief as well. well. When we look at this convention and what we are here to do, we are here to curb the authority of the federal government, and there is no bill we have considered to date that does this faster and better than the one that you are considering here today. I would simply leave you with this. James A. Garfield, the 20th president of the United States, one of the greatest men to ever serve in office, 
once said, now more than ever the people are responsible for the character of their Congress. If that body be ignorant, reckless, and corrupt, it is because the people tolerate ignorance, recklessness, and corruption. But if that body be intelligent, brave, and pure, it is because the people demand such high qualities from their elected legislature. And if the day shall come when America is no longer thought to be a great nation, it shall be because those responsible for controlling the morality and the enterprise did not aid in controlling its political forces. There is no bill that we are considering today that will get to the heart of what James A. Garfield was speaking to than this. I highly recommend a yes. And if you would please, sir, close on your proposal. Yeah, I've learned as a former litigator when things appear to be going well, the best thing to do is to say I yield back my time. <laughs> so the secretary will call the roll. Alabama. Aye. Alaska. Arizona. Wyatt Earp says yes. Arkansas. Aye. California. Aye. Colorado. Aye. Connecticut. Yes. Delaware. Yes. Florida. Yes. Georgia. Yes. Hawaii. Yes. Idaho. Yes. Illinois. Illinois, the land of Lincoln and the home of Ronald Reagan says yes. Indiana. Aye. Iowa. Yes. Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, absent, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada. Nevada, yes. New Hampshire. New Jersey. New Mexico. Which I take to be a yes. New York. North Carolina. Yes. North Dakota. Yes. Ohio. Yes. Oklahoma. Oklahoma votes yes. Oregon. Oregon votes yes. Pennsylvania. Quaker State votes God. South Carolina. Yes. South Dakota. Yes. Tennessee. Aye. Texas. Yes. Utah. Yes. Vermont. Yes. Virginia. Yes. Washington. Yes. West Virginia, yes. Wisconsin, yes. Wyoming. Yes. Mr. President, I show 48 yeas, none opposed, and one absent. 48 yeas, zero nays, and one absence, and the event is adopted. Thank you for listening to the Convention of States Legacy Podcast. To learn more about our grassroots movement, go to www.conventionofstates.com.